Ready? Three, two, one. Well, hi, hello, everyone. Welcome back to none other, none other the fuck you mentality podcast. Um, I don't know what the fuck else you'd be listening to if you're listening to this podcast right now. So, you know, just thought I'd let you know. Um, if you guys notice, we are in a different spot right now. Uh, we are actually at my home office. So you are getting an inside look on what my home office looks like. Um, but today's episode is going to be really special. Um, and if I start crying, just, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I lied. I'm not, I'm not sorry for my emotions. I'm not sorry for how I feel, but this is something that I've been wanting to talk about. And it's definitely something that I've never heard anybody talk about. And if they have, I validate you and I'm here, I'm here for you. Um, but let's get into, oh my God, like my heart's fucking racing that I'm even going to be talking about this on the podcast. Oh my God. So recently, um, God, I can't even like get my words together. Recently, I started going through a trauma program. And in the trauma program, I started learning about myself and different, you know, mechanisms and why I am the way that I am. And part of why I wanted to go through this trauma program is because I just, I didn't like myself. And I, the bit, let me actually, let me, let me backtrack. Let me, let me backtrack all the way up. One of the big reasons why I moved to California is because I didn't like who I was when I was in Delaware. I didn't like who I was surrounding myself with. I didn't like who I was becoming. I just didn't like who I was when I saw myself in the mirror. So I needed to leave. And I'm a firm believer of in order for you to stop drowning, you have to, you have to get out of the water, you know? So in order for me to actually heal, I needed to get away from all the things that were triggering me and, you know, uh, for, forcing me essentially to be this person that I didn't like. It's impossible to heal when you're constantly around these kinds of people. So I left, obviously, and I live now here in California. And with that, I have learned so much about myself. And I have been able to work through a lot of these malicious behaviors that I did not like about myself. And nonetheless, here we are now in a trauma program. And in this trauma program, it's really helping me uh, dive deep into a lot of core wounds and a lot of um, protective behaviors that I that I do and I've done uh, to keep myself sane and to keep myself safe. And it's like, this, this is where my heart starts racing. This is, oh, fuck, I hate this realization. God, I hate this realization. I embrace the realization, but God, I hate it. Um, I have this, see, I can't even say it without fucking crying. I love my job. I love what I've done. And it's scary to even say this, to even admit that my job is very, at this point in my life, very triggering. Because being a hairdresser was the only reason and is the only reason why I'm alive. Yeah, uh, being a hairdresser and being behind the chair is, the, I can easily say it's the number one reason why I'm still here. There was so much that I went through uh, as a child, um, but also as an adult. And the only thing that kept me going was my job. The people that I met, the relationships that I created, the the artistic freedom... My job saved me. 
I'm so sorry, guys. You're going to have to, like, pause and, like, fucking skip through a lot of this shit because I... This is the first time I've ever talked about this. Well, I lied. It's the second time because the reason why I'm doing this podcast episode is because I was texting my best friend and I finally said what I didn't want to say, but I had to. Um, I, and it's so scary to even admit. I just don't love my job the way that I used to. And because my job was the only thing that kept me going. That now as a healed, healing person, I look at my job very differently. And that is so scary. I, what I'm trying to say is, is now as someone who has, um, learned a lot about their past and learned about why I am the way that I am. Something that I've loved for so long and has just been the only source of validation that I've ever gotten and the only source of happiness kind of has taken a back seat. And I give validation from other things and from myself and I actually am healthy. So I'm in a position now where I don't, I don't need my job to fulfill this happiness. And for so long, it was the only reason why I was happy. It was the only reason why I was still alive. It's like a breakup, you know, like you, God, I've been a hairdresser for 11 years. 11 years of my life, I have just poured my life and soul into this thing. And now I, my career feels like a burden because it's attached to this past self of me that isn't here anymore. I'm not that person anymore. So I'm in this really weird position now where doing hair is really hard for me. Because it reminds me a lot of who I used to be. And that person doesn't exist. So partially um, doing hair is very triggering for me at this point in my career, in my life. And that is so scary. Because I fucking, I love doing hair. I love being a hairdresser and I love my job. Every day I wake up and it just gets harder and harder and harder to get excited to go to work. And it has nothing to do with who I work with because I work by myself. (laughs) It has everything to do with I just doing hair right now is, is very triggering because of who I, what I associate it with. And that's my old self. (sighs) Ah. Jesus Christ, that was so hard to say. Okay, well, I'm taking a a drink of water now because, you know, and I don't pause anything, so you guys get to have the raw and edited cut version of all of it. Ah! Well, now that I'm fucking blubbering, I feel good about getting that out and just telling you guys, but I wanted to talk about this because... um, Obviously, mental health is a really big, important part of my journey. 
Um, and it, it, it's a huge part in our industry that, and even just like an, an entrepreneur, you know, just in general and how more, how common this is, it, but we don't talk about it. You know, like I, I don't hear everybody, anybody ever talking about how this, something that they love so much can also be something that they start to hate so much. Um, and, and also like, I want to explain like my association with hair and hopefully this will resonate with people listening to this. Um, so hair, hair for me was something that I could do that allowed me to escape. And when I was in, okay, let me, let me just backtrack like the whole like journey of being a stylist and like explaining my association with, with hair and why I'm so fucking passionate about it, you know? Um, so I went to high, I went to a, a school called Polytech and we were able to get your license when you're super young. So you're able to graduate with your license in hair at, in high school. So, you know, growing up, childhood wasn't good. You know, I used to drink and I used to smoke. I used to, you know, do drugs. Um, I used to, I used to do a lot of things when I was younger. I started drinking when I was 13. So, you know, substance abuse has been really common in my life um, since I was a kid. And, you know, like during my high school years, like that's when it became really prevalent and I was depressed. I was, you know, I was having sex all the time, you know, at 13, 14, you know, and I just wanted to do anything to make me feel loved. And then hair came about and I've always, I've always been artistic. I've always been an artist at heart. And I, the, the cosmetology teacher approached me and was like, Hey, I really think that you'd benefit from being in this program. And, and I remember my parents being like, no, like you, you can't be in this program. It's, it's not for you. We don't want you to do that, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, I, you know, I had to go to a different program and that was whatever. Nonetheless, I, got, I, I went to the cosmetology program because Brenda Porter, which got, I fucking love that woman. She's the reason why I am where I am right now. She was like, no, I, you need to be in this program. This is definitely for you. This is something that you need to do. Like you have an innate desire for it. And you're, you're actually decently good at it for obviously someone who's never even practiced. So I was like, okay, whatever. So she got me to the program, got the program. And that's when my obsession with hair really started. And I'm realizing now that my obsession started because it was the only thing that made me feel loved. And only, the only thing that validated me, you know, making other people feel good and making people feel safe and heard and seen and all that stuff like that gave me so much validation and now I'm realizing now it's because I why well, didn't have it you know and my mission in my life with every brand that I've ever started is I I want me I want I never want people to feel the way that I felt uh growing up or even like these different seasons of my life and I always want to be the person that I never had and I've said that across the board. I said that for years. That's just who I am. That's just in my genetic makeup at this point, you know? So I started really diving into hair and I started uh, really taking it seriously because of just the validation and the love and the respect and everything that I got from being a hairdresser. So at really at a really young age, I got good. And I can say that with confidence. I was fucking good for how young I was. Um, you know, my... Gosh, I think I had like a full clientele. What did I start? I started when I was 16. So I, I think I pretty much had a full clientele by 18. So, you know, I was like the young buck at the town running, running muck, you know, and uh, doing hair. And, and I felt I just I felt that was the only thing that kept me going. That was the only thing that kept me alive. And when I got out of high school, um, my parents and this is this is also like a really big part of my journey. 
and I'm, I'm really happy to share this with you guys too. Um, when I was in high school and then I graduated, my parents were like, you have to go to college. And I was like, no, you know, I have, I have a, I have a license that I would love to practice hair. And they said, no, like you'll never be anything. If you continue down this path, you need to go to college. And I was like, okay, well, and the caveat, the weird part about this whole fucking thing, my parents were like, well, we're not going to pay for it though, but you have to go. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what kind of fucking sense does that make? You know, whatever. So I went to college and I went for a year and a half and I completely drained my savings because also if you guys didn't know this, I'm, I'm not an American citizen. So it's virtually impossible for us to get certain loans or any loans or any help for that matter because you're not a citizen. So I had to pay out of pocket for this. Um, very thankful that Wesley gave me a lot of grants, gave me a lot of help. Regardless, I still had to pay out of pocket. And again, I was 18 or 17. I'm sorry. I graduated at 17 out of high school. Um, so I did a year and a half of college and... After a year and a half of college, they were like, hey, you know, we we need payment, you know, for, the, for your third semester because I just wanted to get it through and I didn't have the money. And I was like, well, fuck, like, what do I do? You know, like, do I just do I just continue trying to make this work, even though I have a full time career as a hairdresser or do like, what do I do? Whatever. So at that moment in my life when I was, uh, gosh, I was 18 yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah, I was 18. At 18, I had to make a decision whether or not to continue to live in other people's shadows or to live in my my light. And I really I, I always say focus on the feeling, chase the feeling that you're after. So I chase this feeling of feeling loved and respected with hair. And I dropped out of college and I actually have let go, let live um, in French on my shoulders for that reason. Because at that moment in my life, I said, fuck it. Fuck everybody else's expectations of myself. I'm going to do what's best for me. So that's really when my career really started. That's when I started pouring my entire soul into being a hairdresser. And then at about 19, 18, 19, that's when I had a full clientele. I felt I was I was on top of the fucking world, you know. But little did I know that I was chasing I was running away from all these demons and all these people and all these, you know, I was still abusing alcohol. I was still, gosh, I, I would show up, you know, the next day hungover, borderline still drunk um, from partying the night prior. And, and, you know, partying didn't look like just partying. Partying was like abusing alcohol. I would, you know, I would drink like a whole pint or a whole fifth to myself, not pint. It was a fifth. It was a fucking a bottle. That's what we would call them. A bottle. Get a bottle. I'll drink a fucking bottle to myself of vodka and just wake up the next day and go to work. But, you know, the thing that kept me going was going to work. It didn't matter about anything else that was going on in my life. It didn't matter that, you know, I would sleep with people just to get validation and that I would get just shit house drunk all the fucking time just to run away from my problems. It didn't it didn't matter. What mattered was my clients. What mattered was me being a hairdresser because I just I felt that was the only time that I felt loved and I felt safe and I felt validated. I felt I felt needed. I felt I felt good it was the only time. The only time I ever felt like that was when I was behind the chair. So here, you know, here we go. Years and years and years of of be of doing this, pouring my life and soul into my job, you know, still having these self-sabotaging behaviors like still abusing alcohol still you know being around bad people etc cetera, etc cetera. and then I got married you know a couple years like fast forward years later I got married I got married to um 
someone who obviously marriage is really sacred for me. So that's something that, you know, I don't really talk a whole lot about, but marriage is really sacred. I value marriage. I think marriage is a beautiful thing. And I thought I made the right choice. And obviously I didn't, (laughs) Uh, but that's okay. But anyway, so the marriage parts, it's, it's important because this part of my career was very pivotal. Um, because at that time I had gotten, I got married realistically solely because I suffered a spinal injury in 2020, May of 2020. And that injury woke me up. Like I have never, I've never been awoken before in my life. It shocked me. It scared me. I've never been more scared in my life. A doctor told me if I kept up with pouring my life and soul into this job and doing all these things that I would be paralyzed in six months. You know, imagine me 23 and the only thing that makes you happy, the only thing that keeps you safe, the only thing that keeps you alive is about to get taken away from you because of you, because of yourself. I did this to myself. I was the one who did not pay attention to my body. But also, I can't blame myself either because I did what I thought was necessary. And I did what I thought was right at the time. You know, and I've carried a lot of weight and a lot of guilt from that. And this is the first time I've ever said thank you to myself. You know, thank you for protecting yourself as much as you could have. You know, you did end up getting hurt and it's going to linger with you for the rest of your life. But, you know, thank you for for at least just choosing the will to live and to to stay and to choose you over everything else. Like, thank you. I'm, I'm like talking to myself in my in my camera here. But again, at that time at, at 23, that's when I had to make a decision to to either heal, to put my ego to the side or um, be paralyzed and, and have this one, this the only thing that the only reason why I'm alive ripped away from me. And the reason why the marriage thing is important is I thought, okay, you know, during this really hard season, I'm in a, I, I thought I was safe. I thought I was, I was safe within a different aspect of my life. And my ex-husband didn't help me with shit. If anything, I mean, he stole thousands of dollars from me. Like, the, the, I just, I just remember like one of the most pivotal times that like really opened up my eyes about my marriage at the time. I was laying on the floor and I was in so much fucking pain. I was crying and just in so much pain. Because if you guys know back pain, you know it is. I don't wish that shit on my worst enemy. I just don't. I don't care how much I don't like you. I don't wish that shit on fucking anybody. But I just remember being on the floor and I couldn't get off the ground. I I was paralyzed basically on the ground just fucking sobbing. And I just remember him going to the bedroom. And I obviously I wanted to go to bed. And he just, him just being like, get off the floor. And I'm like, I, like, I can't, I can't move. And I remember him just being mad at me for like not taking care of myself and just not being like, just left me there and just berating me because, you know, I couldn't take a break or I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that. Cause also mind you, like during the work, during the spinal injury, I was still working full time, um, just trying to power through the pain and trying to power through all this shit because it's not like I had support 
You know, it's not like my my ex-husband was supporting me. It's not like he was helping me. He was stealing from me. You know, and he had he had a gambling addiction I didn't know about. And our bills weren't being paid. I mean, the fucking mortgage was three months late. Like, all this shit, you know? And I just remember, yeah, I just remember him, like, like beating me up verbally about that. And I just was beside myself, you know? I thought I had done so well for myself. And I did. I did. I did great for myself. But I wasn't enough for that person. I wasn't enough for myself. I wasn't enough for anyone. I mean, obviously, like, my back just fucking said, fuck it, you know, and just gave out. and was like, bitch, you need to listen, you know. But nonetheless, you know, that was a point in my life, too, that was just pivotal. Like, I needed to wake up. I needed, I needed something had to fucking change. And not long after that, I would say, like, a couple, mm, it's like a, less than a year. Yeah, less than a year. No, it was like a year. It, it was roughly like a year. I made a decision to abruptly move to California. I shouldn't say abruptly because I, I I had planned, I already planned to move to California, but I, the original plan, okay, so let me, let me tell you a little bit of timeline. I moved in July of 2021. Yeah, 2021. I wasn't supposed to officially move, move until March of 2022. Uh, so we weren't even supposed to be moving until March 2022. And then I made the rash, rash decision in May of 2021 to start moving out here in July of 2021. And there was just something about that, that like something told me you, you got to move on. You've got to move forward. Like you've already, you've outgrown this step of your life. There's no sense in waiting until March to get out here. Like my body was just like, you've, you've got to grow. You've got to move on, et cetera, et cetera. So nonetheless, um, here I am you know, oh, there we go. I got to pause my freaking phone camera because I was recording myself too. <laughs> Whatever. So I move, I move out here in July and then that's when like healing starts. Like I start understanding things about myself and I start realizing my marriage isn't good. Um, you know, I end up getting divorced. Like that was totally fine. Like I'm really happy that I got divorced. I'm really happy that I realized now <laughs> before I like got like 10 years down the road. <laughs> but this all plays a part in my journey as a hairdresser because you know, hair was the only thing that kept me going. So during this divorce, what did I do? I buck, I bunkered down, put my head down and grind, like grinded it the fuck out. You know, I moved from East Coast to West Coast by myself while this person was stealing thousands. And I'm talking thousands of dollars for me. But the thing that kept me alive, the thing that kept me going, that kept my bills paid was my job was me being a hairdresser. I remember when I like made that decision to move out here and to just get away from everything. I was like, fuck, how am I going to build clientele? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And what did I do? I grounded the fuck out. I started posting all over social media and I, I started making content like out the yin yang. And I just put every ounce of myself into my social media, into my content creation. And then next thing you know, Within three months, I had a full clientele. Three fucking months, I had a full clientele. Being from East Coast to West Coast. But I just remember that wasn't enough for me. I mean, for anyone, really. But that wasn't enough. That was not... Doing all of that while still healing from the spinal injury, while going through a divorce, while moving across the fucking country, having a full clientele just wasn't enough. And my worth was in my job. 
My worth wasn't in myself. My worth wasn't, it wasn't in anything besides me or sorry, besides my job. If I didn't work, I didn't feel worthy. If I didn't make a lot of money, I didn't feel worthy. If I wasn't fully booked fucking solid, I didn't feel worthy. So fast forward, here we are now, you know, um, I've lived here for moved in. I officially moved in December of 2021. So now it is May of 2023. Um, and I'm totally different. I look at my job differently. I do things differently. My pricing, even just like my pricing structures differently. I look at my business just differently. And I have, my next step in my life was to go through this trauma program. So I did. And it has uncovered all of these things and these associations that I've had. And that's why I wanted to talk about it on this podcast. Um, I don't, that made no sense. Anyway, <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about my journey as a hairdresser and how I have struggled my whole life. You know, I'm only 26. I'll be 27 in July, but 11 years of it have, has just been hair. 11 years has been pouring my life and soul and then some into this job. And it's been the only thing that's kept me going. It's the all, like literally the only thing. Anyone that knows me, they know me as a hairdresser. Anyone that knew me from my past knows that like I live, breathe, eat, sleep my job, you know, it. And I remember now, I remember my mom always making comments about like, all you do is work. Like, when are you ever going to make time for us? And da, 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 da. And I used to shame myself a lot for that. I used to give my, I used to, God, I used to guilt trip myself all the fucking time about that. Like, yeah, why am I, I'm always working. Or like, she would make me feel guilty about that kind of stuff. When in reality, that's how my mom was. My mom fucking live, breathe, eat, sleep her job. And like homegirl would work just as much as me, if not more, except she worked at a casino. And I remember like seeing that work habit. So obviously I'm going to get my work ethic from my parents because that's who I'm around, you know. And I've carried this guilt from that until now. Obviously, I'm still working through it, but I've carried just this immense guilt about working and about being successful as a hairdresser and being fully booked and charging enough and making enough money and blah, 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 that now I'm in a position where I, like I said, I'm seeing a lot of these deterrents, like these, these things where I just, I don't want to do hair. I don't want to book clients. I don't want to do this. I don't do that because I'm associating my past self with my career, which I mean, I feel like rightfully so, because that's, you know, it's very, that's a lot, it's a lot to unpack. <laughs> um, but I'm associating my old self with my job. And I, I don't want to be that person anymore. I don't want to work myself to death. I don't want to be in pain anymore. I don't want to work fucking 15 hours a day every day. I just don't. And I don't have to. And that's the beautiful part about it is I don't have to. But here I am now. Um, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but I was crying. So now I can talk about it without crying. Um, I am in a position where I love my job. I love my job so much that I got to take a break, man. I got to walk away a little bit. 
I don't think I'll ever not be a hairdresser. But I think that era of my life of being fully booked and, you know, doing the day-to-day of a hairdresser, I, I think it's done. I think I, I think I need to close that chapter. It served its purpose and I'm really proud of where I am right now. I'm really, I'm so happy about where I am mentally, physically, not financially, don't get it, but financially, everything. Um, I'm happy about where I am. And without those steps, without me being so career driven and being so absorbed with my job, I wouldn't be where I am right now. So I'm going to take a step back and congratulate myself and give myself a pat on the back about you know, Lisa, like you did what you had to do, dude. Like you, you put your all, you put your all into something that made you feel safe and feel happy and feel seen and just feel worthy. And now it's okay. It's okay that you don't feel like that about that thing. You know, it served its purpose and you, I know you love what you do. And I know, I gosh, I know that you will, you will always have a respect for it, but I, I just, I can't do it the way that I used to. It's not good for me. It's not good for my mental health. It's not good for my body. And that was something that I noticed too, is even I, I left my old salon that I worked at here in California and I, I started working for myself again. Um, I noticed some of my old bad habits coming back and I was like, oh no, 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 baby girl. We ain't doing all that. We ain't, we didn't do, we didn't come all this way for you to, to revert back. And so I started noticing like I was working a fuck ton and like, I, you know, I was doing the whole bullshit, whatever. And immediately my body was like, no. And that was the first time that Jason, my my partner now, my boyfriend now, he was like, whoa, 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 what are, what are we doing? Oh, we need to take a step back. I'm like, I can't. I can't take a step back. I hold down the fort. And he's like, no, 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 I got you. So I think I'm going to thank my boyfriend. I don't know if he'll listen to this. Maybe I'll tell him to listen to it. Um, I thank him a lot for validating me and letting me know that we're okay and that I don't need to be this person anymore, like taking me out of that like to- toxic masculinity side and allowing me to just soften up and to be a lot kinder to myself and that I don't have to be head of house. I don't have to be this person who works 25 eight, you know, um, he's helped a lot with that. And I don't I don't want to ruin this beautiful relationship with him because of my ego and because of my past self, you know, that that version of me just doesn't really exist anymore and I I appreciate her but I don't need to bring her into the future with me I realize that this whole uh podcast episode is really just like a ramble <laughs> so thanks for listening thanks for hanging on for the for this fucking long but nonetheless um I'm just having realization right now uh I'm I'm I'll tell you guys like why I'm having this realization uh, I found a new love for content creation. I love content creating. I love being a UGC creator, user generated content. That's what that is. Uh, I love, I just love, I love doing that stuff. It's so much fun. It's very artistic, you know, and it, it, it it's opened up my eyes to a lot of different things. Uh, I didn't realize how smart I was. I didn't realize how disciplined I could be. Um, I didn't realize how slow I could live. I always thought you had to, you know, fucking double time, double time. I didn't realize I could be, I could live slower. I could live healthier. I could actually, you know, create a schedule. Um, someone who's dealt with ADHD her whole life. I didn't get medicated until I became an adult, which was recently. I'd say within, uh, I got diagnosed uh, right before I moved to California. So 2021, um, I got medicated and whatnot. So I didn't realize, I like the, hello dog. 
Like, this is my dog trying to self-regulate me right now. He's like, Mom, it's okay. Don't be sad. Sorry, bub. Mommy's filming a podcast episode. Um, okay, come on. Just bubba, go lay down. Thank you. Um, I, 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 I just, I don't know. Like, this life, I, this life that I live right now, I just never thought that I could live it. And um, now that I am, I don't want to bring any of those bad habits with me now uh, as an adult or as moving forward in my career. And I need to work through some of the feelings and the emotions that I have about my job and about my career. Uh, because again, I don't, I just don't love my career as much as I used to. And oh yeah, back to, I lost my trade a lot. So yeah, I love content creation. Um, I love, I love being at home. I love working from home. I love hanging out with my dog. I love, um, just, I love just having time to breathe. I love having time to cook meals every morning. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm a lot different and there's a lot of things that I've, I've learned about myself. I keep repeating myself. I'm losing my train of thought because my dog distracted me. Oh, um, I'm launching an app. So I'm, I'm, this is, this is a whole big portion of why I had this realization. I'm launching an app and this app is going to be revolutionary. Mark my fucking words. It is going to change the industry for good. The app, the whole design behind the app is to basically give education for those at their own pace, at their own, at their own speed. Um, it's attainable, affordable, and digestible. So attainable meaning it's going to be on an app. So you can just scroll through, boom, 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 click, boom, you're done. It's affordable. So nothing exceeds over $19.99, 20 bucks. So you can take an extension certification course for $20. Um, and this is like a whole other can of worms that I could talk about, but, uh, and then digestible, somebody who's dealt with ADHD her whole life, you know, no one has ever taken the time to, to learn my learning skills and, I've always struggled with learning. I've always just been independent and by myself because no one ever takes the time. So now I want to take the time to teach other people who maybe still have the same learning style as myself because the average person, I would say the average hairdresser does because we're all a little bit ADHD, you know, um, and also houses the podcast. So what this is houses our product line because we're launching a product line, which is going tools that are going to help the everyday stylist, um, just a lot of different things. I'm in a season right now where I have I have built what I've built and I'm so proud of what I've built, but I want more people at my table. I want I want everyone to know that you can have what I have. You know, your limiting beliefs, your limitations, your childhood, your past experiences, your your people that you surround no. They don't have to stop you. You can keep going forward and you can have the dream life that you've always wanted. Because if I can have it, despite all of the hurdles and the challenges and the bullshit that I've had to go through, then so can you. And I think that that's why with my with my career, with my with my hairstylist career, you know, I just, I don't want people to make the mistakes that I did. I don't want people to feel the way that I do. I don't want people to burn out the way that I, I am right now. I don't want, I want them to love their job for what it is and not fall captive of the hustle bustle, the submerged, the no balance, the injuries, all the bullshit. I don't, I don't ever want people to feel the way that I felt. And I know that how people feel is obviously none of my business, but if I have anything to do with it, it's my hero complex, as my best friend says. If I, if I have anything to do with it, I'm going to help with that. 
no one deserves to feel lonely and to feel unheard and unsafe and in a constant survival mode. No one does. It's, it's awful, <laughs> honestly. So now here I am learning so much about myself, learning so much about what I'm capable of and that I'm enough, that I'm worthy. This thing, this association with my career, um, I've got to work on quite a bit. I, I said when I moved here, the Pandora's box opened up and it did. And it opened up in, you know, different regards. And now that I'm going through this season of change, the Pandora's box about my career is opening up. And now I'm learning. I need to unlearn a lot of the behaviors that I have and unlearn. Um, or I shouldn't say unlearn. Just remember how I felt about certain things and change them. So that way I can fall back in love with being a hairdresser because I, I don't want to give it up. I, I just... I really do love I love I love making people I love making people not feel good because that's not I, I have a different podcast episode about how that's really that's a really selfish way of thinking. But I love having the ability to change other people's perspective about themselves. And it happens to be with hair. You know, I do. I'm like that with my mentoring program, with this podcast, with everything, you know. I encompass this ability to do that and I want to channel it I want to feed it I want to feed that that person feed that energy and um I lost my train of thought fuck oh I love uh I love being a hairdresser because I love being able to do those things that's why I love doing transformations that's why it's why I love doing color corrections it's why I love I love doing like the nitty-gritty shit the, the shit that a lot of hairstylists don't like to do and then I like educating other people to make sure that they can also cater to that type of clientele and also understand, you know, like this is pretty normal, you know. And I think that's another thing, too, is I've always been the outlier. I've always been the weirdo. I've always been the loud one. I've always been like the, the black sheep when in reality I'm I am normal in my own normalcy. You know, in my part of society, I am normal. Maybe in, in the general society, probably not. But who the fuck cares? You know, I'm I'm good enough for the people that I'm good enough for. I don't need to be good enough for everyone. I need to be good enough for myself, but I'm good enough for the people that I'm good enough for. And I want to re I want to remember that. But right now I need to work through a lot of other things. And I just need to be reminded of of that. I need to be reminded of why I got into this industry in the first place. Um reminded of my why right now and just know, you know, I want to do hair because I want to, not because I have to. And I've always had to rely on my hair career as my only source of income. And that's why I've just been grinding the fuck out, grinding the fuck out. You know what I mean? And now I'm in a season where I don't want to and I shouldn't have to. And I'm not going to. That's why I'm launching the app. And that's why I have the podcast. That's why we have the product line. That's why we do a lot of different things. The coaching call. Like, that's why, why I do a lot of different things. So that way I don't have to rely on my hair career being the only source of income because I don't want to anymore and I shouldn't have to. And I'm really proud of myself for even just talking about this on this podcast. Um, I hope that anyone who's listening to this understands that this is this is OK. You're OK. Man, you're not. It's not it doesn't make you a bad person. If anything, it makes you a better person. I totally understand what it feels like to just only feel safe and feel loved and feel happy when you're at work with your job with your clients I totally fucking get it keep going you know I'm not saying that it's a bad thing you're not there yet you know keep doing those things you know why because you're protecting yourself 
and you're doing everything you possibly can to make sure that you're okay. And I, 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 I commend you. Round of applause. You are doing everything you possibly need to, to, to keep going. And I, I'm so proud of you for that. Genuinely. But just know that I'm with you. I've been there. I'm here for you. But keep going. Well, everyone, uh, that was a pretty deep episode. Um, <laughs> I love all of you guys so fucking much. I really appreciate every single one of you for listening and for empowering me just by listening to these podcast episodes and just taking the chance and taking the time to listen to them. Uh, I appreciate every single one of you guys' support. You guys, I don't think you guys realize how much this podcast has helped me. I mean, obviously, I just had like a little bit of a meant to be. I should no, I wasn't meant to be. I had a little bit of a realization on the podcast while filming it, you know. Um, and I wouldn't be able to have these realiza- realizations without this podcast and without the brands that I've created and without all these things and all these different, you know, avenues in my life. So I just really appreciate every single person who listens to this. And I always want to remind you guys, you're not alone. Always reach out. Please talk to somebody. You know, if you need help, reach out, reach out to me, reach out to a friend, reach out to reach out to someone you you trust, just whatever the case may be. Um, it gets better, I promise. And um, yeah, I look forward to seeing what this next step of my life looks like. And I obviously I'm going to share it with you guys because it's part of being an entrepreneur. Um, and I, I, I really want to learn how to stop saying um. Um is a filler word. That's something that I really want to work on. Anyways. I love all of you guys so fucking much. Thank you for listening to this glorious episode of the Fuck You Mentality. Until next time.